blessing to be back on here once again with you all um, I wanted to share something with you today um, I wanted to share another experience I believe um, I put an experience on here that I had with the Lord and I just recently about Maybe about two months ago, about two months ago, I had a, another experience. So I've been praying and I've been waiting to um, to release this and um, been waiting on the Lord for some other things for what he really wants to say. I just don't get on this um, this Facebook platform. I don't get on here and just put random messages just to put them. Um, I, I could put messages quite a bit on this place, but I really want god to dial in and give um some understanding i really pray that god's word would be released in a specific way to those of you that are going to listen to those of you that are going to tune in whether it's today or whether it's throughout the week but um let me just get into this as as you know i had that first experience and then about two months ago i was i was laying on the bed again and i um I began, I, I, f I fell into a sleep, and as I was laying there, I began to have this um, unique, kind of unique experience while I was dreaming. And I, I had a similar dream, very similar to the first one. And when I look at dreams, I look at, um, and it, it was the furthest thing from my mind at the time. I was not thinking about, I was not thinking about my first dream. I was not meditating upon that at all, but, um, I, I begin to have this another experience and it was interesting because um, I know when I dream and I know when there's when there's something unique about it and when when Pharaoh had his two dreams you know Joseph said it's something that has been established so let something be confirmed in the mouth of two or more witnesses so I, when I look at this and I, I'm very careful because I don't go by experience and I always go back to the Word of God or I wait on the word that comes from the Lord to give me some guidance and some direction because I don't want to give you an experience without the Word of God and I don't want to give you the Word of God you know I, I base everything upon the Word so when, when I get into this um, what happened is is I begin to see another uh, another spirit of Antichrist uh, probably the same one that I was experiencing in my first encounter I begin to see another one and it began to uh, it began to permeate and this time it wasn't streets it was like it was like channels of water and in these channels of water again it was it was a lot of the believers it was a majority of the believers it was a majority of uh, pastors and, and and leadership and believers and i don't believe it represents everybody because let me tell you there is a remnant that god has that is standing up for the truth today 
and I do believe in that remnant. So before you go and judge and say, well, hey, so what's special about him? There's nothing special about me. Uh, and I've seen the remnant in these dreams. But what I'm saying is I'm saying similar, like the first one I saw the streets and uh, the spirit of Antichrist was Roman and rounding up all the believers, all the, the, the churches and everything, and they were putting them into classrooms. What's interesting is that I began to have the second dream and I was laying there, and as I began to dream, it was in these channels of water and these currents were coming, they were coming channels like canals and channels this way, could possibly be streams into one larger river. And there was like a larger canal or tube that was running all in the same direction into a specific place. Now, as this as this spirit began to round believers up, um, I was in the channel and I hit a certain portion of the channel of the main channel and everything stopped because I met somebody there. I met um, a man of God there and we began to discuss and he asked me if I had anything to share, if I had a message. and. The, the message I gave him, I gave him a wrote, written paper, something was written on it, and as he began to read it, um, he began to say, okay, we need to get this shared. And, and all of a sudden, we went, we went together, we went into the channel, but we weren't being controlled by the channel, which represents, I believe, I believe that, that we represented the remnant. We weren't the only remnant, but we represented the remnant. And as we're representing the remnant, we we began to see different things and all of a sudden this channel dropped into this huge area and when i looked around this huge area i saw as if it was a water park now if you've ever seen a water park children go there during the hot summer months and they're playing they're jumping they're having a good time and while they're having a good time i saw this figure and this figure was beginning to teach very handsome looking figure and he had on a suit, he had a very sharp cut, his haircut had a very sharp shade, he looked, he, he looked fantastic. He had a tie on, I remember he had a black suit, black tie, white shirt, and he was teaching. And as he was teaching, uh, <laughs> the, the, the majority of the church and the majority of the believers were jumping and dancing around and, and they were jumping into this water, they were just having a good time. And again, when I say this, there's nothing wrong with having the good time. But what we saw is all of a sudden I heard the Holy Spirit point and I saw the I saw the Lord point to this guy and say, that's the devil. And I recognized in that moment that the appearance didn't mean anything. Behind all this was a spirit by which he had captured the church he had captured a majority or 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 many of the many of the majority now if you're the remnant you know praise god you know you've stood against all this stuff you're you're there you're standing for the lord glory to god i want to bless you but for the most part i saw as he was teaching all of a sudden this demonic figure and and the lord pointed to me and said that's the devil and as soon as he said that an audible voice spoke to me three times and woke me up out of my sleep and the audible voice said get out get out get out and it was so loud that I woke up in that moment. And as I woke up in that moment, it was interesting because I woke up in that moment. And as I woke up, um, there was a heavenly chorus that was playing. 
And I woke up in the presence of God and it was very interesting because I said, Lord, I'm in, I'm in the presence of God. Um, what is going on? You know, and I started to evaluate. I said, Lord, you said to get out. Was I in there? No. And, and what he was showing me is that, is, is that the church needed to get out because it was almost like it was hypnotized, that it was captured by this spirit that was teaching because they had itchy ears they wanted to hear what they wanted to hear and they did not want to hear the truth they did not have the love of the truth in their hearts they just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear and they wanted to be comfortable in living the way they wanted to live and the lord spoke to me audibly three times get out get out get out and that third time i woke up and and this is very interesting because i was as i was sleeping as i woke up there was in the outside there was a festival going on and there was music but it was not christian music this is a worldly festival taking place but yet beyond that i heard a heavenly chorus which i believe i believe could have been the angels maybe it was a praise in my spirit but as i woke up in the presence of god i could understand god was speaking and he has a message for the people of god that's what i want to deliver is part of that message to you that today and i want you to listen very closely because because this is interesting as I was just looking around and, and we see today that there are things and this is I, I believe it can be good for athletes but in, in in the US you know there's athletes now they're getting paid before the pros and praise God that's all their decision I'm not judging anything like that but it's called NIL it's called NIL money and and I, I believe now. Now I'm forgetting the end. But it's image likeness. It's 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 there. It's it's the it's the presenting of themselves. And what that has done is that spirit and that teaching has crept into the church. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, we must be careful not to let the spirit of the world enter into the church. People today in the church. Many people want to be celebrity pastors. They want to be celebrity ministers. They, they, they desire power. They desire position. They want recognition. They want fame. They want to put their image out there. They want to put their likeness out there. They want to get their brand out there. But let me ask you this. Is that really Holy Ghost? And many times, these people that want fame, they want recognition, they want everything else, and, and, and they want to show off what they have, what God has given them to them. But it's not your job to use yourself, and it's not your job to manipulate opportunities to be used. It is your duty and responsibility to make yourself available to God, and when He is ready, he will use you. Many people, they just want to say, well, I want God to fulfill my vision. That's not what this is about. The whole thing is about you being available and submitted for God to use you to fulfill his vision. Hmm, catch that. 
We're not in this thing for God to fulfill our vision. You're in this thing so that God can use you to fulfill his vision. We're living in a day and age where somebody learns two scriptures, they buy a bottle of oil, they, 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 they pray for a couple people, and now they're ready to start their church. They're ready to start their ministry. They're ready to start their thing they don't want to wait on the lord any longer but if god is not if you're not being recognized right now then god is probably not shining his light on you and the reason you're doing this is because you want the light upon yourself so you have to shine it upon yourself because god is not shining it on you but you must remember that when god takes you up it's god's power that keeps you up when you take yourself up now you have to develop the power to keep yourself up oh that's what it is nil name image and likeness you want your name you want your image you want your likeness you want to put your brand out there no that's all okay in the secular world i guess uh, however you want to define that but that's not kingdom mentality to go up you must Yes, 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 you must go down. It's interesting because when I was turning to the scripture that God showed me to turn to, to begin to release, I saw another scripture. And let me just quote this first. John 12, 43 says, For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. When you don't want to wait on God, it's because you want the praise of man more than you want the praise of God. That's why you run around and tell everybody how much you're giving, how much you're fasting, how much you're praying. And God says you have your reward. Your reward is the praise of man but if you really want what i am going to pour upon you then you must be willing to wait yes tell somebody wait tell somebody wait on it wait on it the best things come to those that wait the best things come to those that wait when god gets ready to use you it's god that will raise you up before jesus was ready to enter back into glory he's getting ready to step into the glory that he had before he came to earth with the father and he says in john 13 he says this in verse 15 for i have given you an example that you should do as i have done to you let me go back a verse if I then, your Lord, have master, have washed your feet, you also wash another's feet. I'm not talking about natural foot washing. For I have given you example that you should do as I have done to you. Wow. Before Jesus goes up, he goes down. Everybody wants to be on the stage nowadays. Everybody wants to be in front, preaching to the masses, the 10,000s, the 20,000s, the hundred. And that's good if God gives you that platform. Hallelujah. God bless you. I'm going to praise for you and cheer for you all the way along. But it has to be God. And if it's not God, and before you go up, you have to be willing to go down. Even if somebody has their foot on you and God's ready to raise you up, God will break their foot and raise you up. The problem is, is that you have a worldly spirit that is operating in the church and the church does not address it because people don't have the love of the truth. What they want is they want to be entertained. They want to have their popcorn, their 30 minute sermon and go back to what they were doing before they came to church because they think 
think it's all about success and prosperity, but that's not what this is all about. This is all about advancing the kingdom of God. And I pray that people receive a vision to advance God's kingdom. We are living in the dominion of God. And, and what we do is, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 7.1, he said, Having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. The problem is, is that we deal with the filthiness of the flesh, but we never deal with the filthiness of the spirit. No one likes the humility anymore in the house of God. Everybody wants to be recognized. Everybody is fighting for position. People want power. They want titles. If you don't call them such and such, they get offended. And you look out there and you see all the titles. You have so many degrees, more degrees than a thermometer, but less power than a bicycle. Hmm, think about that for a second. And we want all these titles. We want to be called this and that in the marketplace. But why don't we leave that alone, do the work, and let others recognize the work that is going on in our lives. We want the success. And what we define as success, sometimes God doesn't define as success. Hmm. Wow. Now, I, I might not get a lot of comments on this message, which I understood before I even got on here, to get on here and to release this because people want to hear the charged up messages about everything good and, and, and God's going to do that and he's going to do it. He's going to raise somebody up because somebody's been on their knees out there. Somebody's been in hiding out there. Somebody has been out there not advertising themselves and God is about ready to raise you up. We need the humility to say, Lord, I don't care about the position. I don't care about the power. I don't care about the recognition. I don't care about the fame. I don't care about the title. I just want to be used by you. I'm not worthy to be used at all. I'm just grateful that you would even look in my direction and you and use me to do something for you. I don't care if my talents get recognized, God. When it's time, I don't need to advertise for myself. The Holy Ghost will advertise for for me and even though I might be in a house doing a meeting here God when the Holy Spirit wants he'll draw over 5,000 men women and children into a wilderness to release the word of the Lord in somebody's life sometimes God wants you to wait because he wants to develop the character in you because you don't have the character to go where your gift is willing to take you Somebody out there say amen. Huh. And until you're humble enough to say, Lord, I don't care. However you want to use me, you can use me. You can use me. I'm not going to bring myself up. I'm going to let you bring me up. Huh. There's something we've lost in the church, and that's service 
and submission. I want to read you a little bit of a story, just a few verses on submission found from Genesis 16, and then I'll elaborate just a little bit on this. Watch this. Now remember, this is, this is something the Lord's given me because there's a great deception in the teachings that is going on in the church right now. There's a great deception. Come on, I, I, I've listened to some of these messages and I can only get about five minutes in and then I have to click the off button because it's not giving me the truth I need to stabilize my soul in the middle of the hell I'm going through. I need something with substance that is going to give me the strength to fight every enemy in my life that is trying to prevent my destiny. Listen to this. Genesis 16, verse 6, 7, 8, 9, and 13. Watch this. But Abraham said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth, pleaseth thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, where have you come from? And where are you going? Wow. <laughs> you better ask yourself, where have I come from? And where am I going? <laughs> That's interesting. And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. Sarah. Sarai. It'll later become Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself to her. Oh, God, no. Verse 13, she called the name of the place that the Lord spoke unto her. She said, Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? What happened is, is Sarah and Abraham are unable to have a child. So they do what is culturally acceptable, but kingdom unacceptable. Now, how many of you know out there that the church acts like that? We're doing things that is culturally acceptable, but never accepted in the kingdom. When you promote yourself, that is culturally acceptable, but kingdom unacceptable because God doesn't sanction that at all. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Even if it kills my ministry, I'm going to point people to his ministry. People would just rather write you a check than point out anything beneficial about your ministry. Ooh, God. Let me get out of that for a second. Culturally acceptable, kingdom unacceptable. Now, Hagar has something that her leader does not have. She has a child. She has a gift that her pastor doesn't have. And when that happens today, bam, another church, split church, another church starts because this person is doing something that their pastor is not doing and now they feel like they need more importance than the leader that is above them so they go out on their own and start the church. 
But before we get into all that, let me just say something. Now, the situation has become unbearable. Sarah's angry. Hagar's angry. Abraham's angry. Everybody is angry. Mm, you better watch out. You better watch out. Because everybody's angry, and we will learn later that this particular child comes out angry. And the prophecy says he will fight all the days of his life, and people will always be against him. Things that are conceived in anger live in hatred. When you raise children in an environment of anger, they will be fighting because they grew up in an atmosphere of attack. He came out of the womb fighting. Some people come out of the womb jealous. Some people come out of the room gossip, on out of the womb gossiping. Some people come out of the womb bitter. Some people come out of the womb this way and that way. Being a good mother is more than just breastfeeding your child. If you are going to be hostile, bitter, and angry, that might just get in the breast milk too. <laughs> and because of the situation and the surroundings and the environment, Hagar says, I'm leaving. And now she is in between two places. She's neither here nor there. In her anger, she has walked away from what God has given her to go somewhere that she cannot get. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. I don't know if you heard that out there. And the angel asked her two questions. Hagar, where are you coming from and where are you going? Before you quit and walk out, you need to know where you are going. <laughs> God. And in our anger, we get angry and say, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of this place. And, but sometimes, God wants you to be and puts you in a situation that is uncomfortable. Now, Abraham and Sarah made decisions for Hagar, and she had no say in it. Sometimes God will have other people make the decision for you, and you can't handle it because you don't have a say in it. And many times, God will put you in a situation that is uncomfortable. He won't give you what you want because He is trying to teach you how to submit. Mm -hmm. 
Hagar is running and doesn't know where she is going. And the angel stops her and says, where are you going? Where have you come from? Where are you going? Have you ever had God stop you? Have you ever had God stop you before you made a mess of things? Have you ever had God stop you before you got overwhelmed in your emotions? You were about ready to say, to do, to say, to do something, and all of a sudden God stops you. I thank God for the times that he has stopped me in the middle of my mess, just about when I'm ready to do something that I would regret the rest of my life. God has stopped me, and he stopped her and said, wait a minute, where have you come from and where are you going? There's food in your house. There's a bed in your house. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing where you're at? And the angel says, go back and submit yourself. Hmm. I don't think you caught that. Go back and submit yourself. You mean God wants me to go back into a situation where I am not happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because if you are only going to put yourself and be in situations where you are happy, you're not going to go anywhere. Let me say that again. If you are only going to thrive in situations that make you happy, you're not going to be very much productive in the kingdom of God because God will call you to go to situations where it's not so pleasant and it's uncomfortable in your life. It doesn't matter who you're married to. Where are you going? If you just are going to leave things because you are not happy, you'll be a quitter the rest of your life. No, I think nobody wants to say amen to that. Because we're living and growing in a generation that when they embrace, when they see, when they're confronted with conflict, it's immediately off to the next thing. But that's why the leadership is lacking nowadays, because leadership and the higher you go in leadership, the more conflict you must be able to solve. And sooner or later, you're going to just tell, if you want to be really productive in the kingdom, sooner or later, you're just going to have to tell the devil, I'm not moving. I am not moving. I don't care how I feel, I'm not moving. Having done all else, stand therefore. Stand still and see the salvation. Be still and know that I am God. I mean, we live in a fast food generation. We want everything right now. But life does not work like that. It takes time to be a good husband. It takes time to be a good wife. It takes time to be a good pastor. It takes time to produce fruit. You gotta realize that it takes time. And you're not happy, but that's where your shoes are. You're not happy, but that's where your clothes are. You're not happy, but that's how God's paying the bills in your life. You're not happy, but that's where your destiny is. Uh -huh. 
You prayed, God, feed me. And that's how God is feeding you. You cannot keep running away from trouble because you'll miss the blessing all your life. God provides for our comfort in uncomfortable places. <laughs> you better tell somebody God provides for your comfort in uncomfortable places. He says, Ezekiel, I'm taking you into an uncomfortable place. Go to the valley of dry bones. <laughs> Elijah, go down to the brook Cherith and wait for me to send food. I'm going to even allow the river, the stream to dry up that you're drinking from. I know it's not comfortable, but you cannot leave until I tell you to leave. <laughs> then I'm going to tell you to go to a more uncomfortable place. <laughs> and I'm going to provide for you through a widow woman and a little bit of meal and some oil. <laughs> I'm going to provide for you in famine. <laughs> go to a desolate place, everybody, with a boy with five loaves and two fish. <laughs> go dig ditches in a riverbed. <laughs> God works miracles in mistaken areas. God works miracles in messy areas. And have you ever thought you just might be in the trouble right now so that God could bring a triumph in your life? You might just be in a mess right now so that God can create a miracle in your life. How could something good come from a place so that's how you know it's God. That's how I know I'm anointed. When I can take less and do more with it. Saul, I don't need your armor. Your armor might give me a little bit of peace of mind and some comfort. But I have what I need. I might be a little uncomfortable in this situation because it doesn't look like much. But when I can take less and do more with it, I know I'm anointed. I know that you are God. And now, Hagar, you're running through the middle of the desert and the, and the angel comes and says, Go back! And submit yourself. Now listen to this, everybody that wants to go start a church with your first bottle of oil and your first two memorized scriptures. I want you to go back and submit because that's where I'm feeding you. I will let you know when it's time to go, but that's where I'm feeding you. I have not provided for you out there. I have provided for you in here. Your provision is in a mess. And the mess you're running from is where God has destined your provision. God's biggest blessings are in the greatest troubles. And if God is blessing me, I shouldn't leave. Nobody is submitting to anybody anymore and the church is losing its power. Because everybody wants to have it their own way. It's about my name. It's about my image. It's about my brand. It's about me. No, it's not. The kingdom is about Jesus.
in the church, I'm teaching on the book of Revelation, and, and it's interesting because when nobody was worthy, the angel had such a great voice. He shouted, who is worthy? Echoed in heaven, not the four living creatures, not the 24 elders, not Elijah or Enoch that stepped out of earth into heaven. Nobody was worthy. Nobody was worthy on earth. Not any dead saint, not David, not David, not Isaiah, not Elisha, nobody in the past, not under the earth. Oh, wait a minute, that was all under the earth, sorry. In the earth, no scientist, no CEO, no president, nobody's worthy. The lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. The only one worthy was Jesus. And when he said the lion of the tribe of Judah, John looked and saw the lamb as if it had been slain. And the Lord spoke to me when I was meditating on that and said, see sacrifice triumphs. He gained the power because of his sacrifice. And while everybody, not everybody, most people are concerned about their title, well, take up your authority in the kingdom. Yes, okay. But more than I am going to seek that, I'm going to get on my knees and humble myself. Because if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, He will lift me up. Good God Almighty. He said, let everybody fight. Let everybody fight about their titles. Let everybody fight no, this is the authority God has put. Okay, no problem. God bless you. He said, you get on your knees and humble yourself. Let my strength be made perfect in your weakness. Stop trying to show me how strong you are and start showing me how weak you are then you can access my strength and you don't have to announce it I will announce it and then the Lord spoke to me and he said, said what this world and especially many in the church define as success I don't define as success I define success differently. You might look at all your accomplishments. But I want you to take your crown and 
cast it at the feet of Jesus. You might define success through all your accomplishments. I define success when I look at the heart. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That means my destiny is to be like Jesus. All step, the Lion of Judah, that's a messianic term. That's a term for the Messiah. But I'll only step into that place of anointing when I go through what God has defined as sacrifice. When I submit to the Lord, He sees me. Verse 13, and she called the name of that place, God sees me. Because that's where I made a decision to turn around and submit. And because I submit, God sees me. I can go through it now because God sees me. The reason I couldn't take it before is because I thought I was going through it by myself. But now I know God sees me. And I can go back to the same situation with confidence. Because He sees me. And because He sees me, He which hath begun a good work will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage all of you out there today, God has a plan for your life. He's got you protected. You may be in a mess right now, but it's going to be all right. I spent years cleaning toilets. I spent years without being asked to preach. But as I kept waiting on the Lord, He saw me. Every time I cleaned that toilet, I said, Lord, I know you see me. I know you see me. I might be doing something right now. So humble. But you see me. Sometimes you just have to stand still to see the salvation of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, God sees you. You might be in between two places right now. It's time to submit. Don't be deceived by this world's teaching. Yes, we can adjust, adapt, and, and, and maneuver, and, and, and navigate through, through the culture, and navigate through situations. Yes, we can do that. But be careful. You cannot cast the devil out with pride. Pride will only empower him more in your life. If you submit, you submit to humility.
You submit to God's power. You submit to God's strength. And He will lift you up. God bless you, brothers and sisters. I love you. I'll see you again next time. Amen.